You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times with my buddy cop and colleague Eduardo Encina. The Bucks headed to Detroit to try to win their fourth game in a row, their fifth in six weeks. Let's stop there. What the hell's going on with this team? They're winning. Who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, who are they? What'd you do with the Bucks? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's uh, they're on a roll, and and they should beat the Lions. We can get into them uh, in a minute, but uh, there's some injury concerns about this game. If you're if you're a Bucks fan, and that is that uh, starting with the quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston. As we uh, do this podcast, we fully expect him to throw the ball on Friday. Did not throw at all on Wednesday. Threw a tennis ball, which I don't think is going to help you much on Thursday. So you have that situation there. Uh, and then also, um, you know, their left tackle, Donovan Smith, is not practiced. So you could have Josh Wells playing left tackle. Oh, yeah, by the way, they're missing the best player that they have on the planet, which is Mike Evans. How much will these injuries affect them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you just don't replace Mike Evans, right? I mean, uh, and especially given the fact that he's a guy who you just expect to be on the field every week. Like, he's only missed, I think, two games because of injury. Uh, he, he, I think it's something like – uh, you know, dating back to the 2016 season opener, I believe it's like the last time he missed a game due to injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that part of it. You know, like everyone just knows that he's out there. You know that you can depend on him. So he's not going to be out there. Obviously, Chris Godwin's had a great year. He's going to get a lot more attention. Um, you know, we've seen. You know, this kind of coincides with uh, some emergence of some other guys, notably Brashad Perriman, who's had the best two game stretch of his career. Um, O.J. Howard's becoming more of a factor. We saw Justin Watson have his best game yet in his first touchdown catch. Um, and they could get Scotty Miller back, too, which adds uh, a little bit more in the, uh, in the speed department and you know, possibly the special teams game as well. So, um, you know, you, there's Evans, there's Winston. We've seen, you know, you, you've, you've reported this years ago, uh, Rick, that, you know, Jameis Winston doesn't necessarily need to – have be a full participant in practice to be ready for Sunday, right? And um, you know that looks like that that probably is the case. And it, it was really interesting seeing him throw a tennis ball around though around the field. Um, we have exclusive uh, con- video content of that on TampaBay.com uh, coming up. Uh, we have that on there now, and uh, you know, and obviously Donovan Smith. You know, we, we saw how how valuable he was when he left the game and. Josh yeah. Wells gave up the sack, I think, three plays later. So, you know, everyone's dealing with injuries right now. The, the Lions have their share of injuries. They're going to be think? Without, yeah. without Marvin Jones. They're one of their best receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been without Matthew Stafford for, you know, most of the you know, past you know, couple months. This is his sixth game he'll miss, yeah. <laughs> and um, so and, and, and that kind of coincides with a slide for them. They've lost, uh, I think, six straight and seven out of ten. So uh, you've got two teams that are going in different directions. They're both dealing with injuries. Um, these are two of the statistically the worst pass defenses two of the worst three pass defenses in the game. Now, having said that, I think both of them have actually made significant strides over the past uh, probably like six weeks or so when you look at the numbers. But mm-hmm. uh, but still, I think when you look at what the teams are missing in the receiving game, it's really going to come down to who steps up um, you know, amongst the other guys to, to, to take over 
some of that, you know, load in the uh, in the passing game. Yeah, Marvin Jones is also out of this game, so it was nice of them to uh, swap their top receiver out as well as Mike Evans. Um, David Blah, Blau, Blah, Blau. You, you pick it. I don't know. David Blau, we'll Blau? call him. I think it's Blau. Yeah. Is it Blah? But <laughs> you said Blah. Did I say Blah? B L A H is B A L U G H. David Blau. Played at Purdue, rookie, undrafted. Played well on Thanksgiving Day against the Bears, and then not so well after that. So, and they're also missing potentially two uh, offensive linemen. This is a a challenged Lions offense to say the least. And um, I think on top of that, you know, you have uh, a team that's reeling, a team that's lost a lot of games. The fan base probably isn't real happy with them. Again, a game that the Bucks should go in even with their injuries and win. And yet we've seen turnovers play a part. We've seen a lot of weird things happen. You know, going back to Evans not being uh, in this game, um, you're right. He's rarely missed games, and he's never missed more than one in any given season. Potentially he could be out for the rest of the year with that hamstring injury. He brings that threat, the vertical threat. He draws a lot of attention on defense, but he brings something else. It's a confidence that he plays with, the swag, uh, uh, you know, elite, the leadership. You know, that's, that's a void. Now, Chris Godwin's had a great year, but there's other guys that need to fill that void both on, on the field and in the locker room. But you wrote about this week about Brashad Perriman, who was kind of an enigma. I, I personally thought when they got to the point of the trading deadline that they may, they may do something there, um, you know, to, to recoup a draft pick. I mean, he wasn't being really – he was being targeted a lot, but he wasn't catching a lot of balls. He'd been injured somewhat. But the – you go back, you remember him with the Baltimore Ravens as a first-round pick. This has kind of been this guy's story until late last season when he caught fire at the end for the Cleveland Browns and put up some, some big receiving numbers, right? Yeah, I mean, this, I mean honestly, I, I've, I've followed Brashard closely you know, from my days in Baltimore and mm-hmm. you know, as, as a first-round pick who never really found his footing. And, and most of that was because of injuries. You know, you know, he immediately had a his, – his, his rookie season ended before it began because of a, an ACL injury. And then the next year in OTAs, he gets another ACL injury. So, you know, that slowed him down. You never really saw that kind of player. And to be honest, he's he, – like after that, he kind of morphed into, you know, really kind of a complementary piece. He, we always knew that he could spread the field, but he was always kind of like a, a you know, you know – number two, number three guy, and, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what he's – they wanted him to be here. With Obviously, you've got Evans and Godwin uh, in front of him, but a guy who can really kind of stretch the field. He can still do that. Um, but, you know, like you said, he had a really rough beginning to the season, three catches for 16 yards five games in. With a lot of targets. You know, with, with a lot of targets. I think it was 11 for 32. That was one of the, yeah. uh, like, lowest uh, target percentages or catch percentages of any receiver in the league. So mm-hmm. he dealt with a lot of, you know – adversity in terms of getting involved in this in this offense but you know from talking to Brashard he's he's a pretty like you know soft-spoken guy you know he's he's uh you know for for a guy who's a first round pick who had a big spotlight on him he doesn't really act that way at all and and one thing you hear from the guys around him you know uh is is that you know he's a He's one of the hardest workers out there. And, you know, he's a guy who's going to be working with Winston after, uh, practice. after practice, before practice. You know, Chris Godwin talked about how, you know, this is a guy who 
he never showed any level of frustration, you know, over the course of the season. You know, he was never a guy who, you know, he, he in that receiver room, he wanted to add something, mm-hmm. whether that was even when he wasn't, you know, catching balls. And one thing that, that, that Perriman said that's interesting is, you know, he's played in Baltimore and he's played in Cleveland. And, and he said that this is the best receiver room he's ever been a part of. So, and, and, and that's, that's, you know, when you look at those teams, you look at this team, that, that's, that's still a compliment, you know. So, um, but, but it's really interesting because right now he's enjoying – the best two-stretch uh, <laughs> stretch of his career. And that doesn't necessarily say that much. You know, it's eight catches, 157 yards, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one game for Mike Evans or Chris Godwin on, on most days for, mm-hmm. for for what we've seen of them this year. But for this guy, you know, he's had to be really patient. You know, he dealt with the injuries. You know, he had a, a lot of stuff go wrong for him his second year. He he lost, you know, one of his best friends on the Ravens, uh, Trey Walker, in, in a dirt bike accident. Um his dad had a stroke this, you know, a couple months later. Then he injures his knee again. You know, he, he's dealt with a lot of adversity. So when, when I've actually talked to him about some of the stuff, he's like, listen, I've been through this before, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had to be patient. I know I'm not the guy who's going to get, you know, seven, eight targets, ten targets a game. I've got to make the most of my opportunities. I didn't earlier in the season. Now I'm starting to do it, and it, and it feels great. Like I feel like I've got my mojo back. You know, he talked almost about, uh, you know, feeling like you're stuck in mud. Yeah, and and now he's uh, he's kind of emerged from that, and in certain parts of the year it's been more like quicksand. Yeah, but true. Um, but but you know this is the time when they need Brashard Perriman the most because of the injury to Mike Evans. He's the veteran guy. He's the guy who does have numbers on the you know they might not be the best, but he does have numbers on the back of his football card. So if you need if you have if you're looking for a reliable guy or someone who you can rely on he's probably the, the most likely guy and in, in the last game he had a couple of really big catches you know he had a a, a big uh, catch over the middle that started the game-winning drive he mm-hmm. caught the game-winning touchdown pass at the end of that drive yeah. he had a really good one-handed catch uh, earlier in the game on a really nice play by Winston where you know he rolls right draws some defense and then he just kind of lofts the ball over to to Perriman and Perriman catches it with one hand on the run so he's made some big plays over the past couple of weeks it hasn't just been yard it's just been the level, the, the quality of those plays and the importance of those plays. And, and he wants to continue that. The Bucks obviously want to continue that. And, and like you said, he had a really good stretch last year in Cleveland. Uh, the, the Browns won three of their last four games, and he was a big part of that when you look at the numbers. So this is a guy who can have a big impact on a team winning. And, you know, it, it's no coincidence that, you know, those two games have coincided with some Buccaneers wins. So, mm-hmm. you know, w- when he's going well, the team seems to be going well, too. And, and, and so that's something you, you really want to continue. Perriman, uh, with the Browns, you're right, finished strong, and he had over a 20-yard average. So, and, and he runs well. That, yeah. that Sort of his role was going to be a guy that could stretch the field, um, third down receiver. But he actually can do more than that. He's made catches in, on all sorts of routes. And even though the game winner was a back shoulder throw that he had to slide for, it was thrown only in a place where where Bouchard could, could catch it. And you can see, as Jameis has worked with him after practice, because Jameis is a big after-practice guy, that they've gotten better um, throughout the year with him you know, hooking up with them. So now these next maybe two or three weeks, he's going to have to become sort of the number two receiver yeah. in a sense. We'll also see Justin Watson, who got his real first action the other day, and he had uh, for him a big game as well as a touchdown pass. So, um, But, again, not neither one of those guys are Mike Evans. Let's not kid ourselves. Mike Evans uh, has made a lot of things happen for Chris Godwin and other players, so you just wonder – um, you know, sort of how the Lions will match up. They have some pretty good defensive backs. The thing about the Lions is 
they've lost like five games where they only gave up like 24 points. So right. their defense at times with Matt Patricia can dial up some stuff. They can give you problems. And like you said, the past, you know, probably four or five weeks when you look at their numbers, you know, they have been, their past defense has gotten a lot better. They're yeah. not in the realm of like giving up, right. you know, 400 yards passing. It's like the Bucks, right? Right. And, 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 and so you're dealing with a lot of young players, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a newer scheme with Patricia yeah. that, 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 you know, sometimes it takes players to get used to not just the scheme, but playing together in that scheme. So right. I, I think that's what you're seeing on, on that side of the ball. Um, and like I said, you know, they've just been devastated with injuries. Like, how, how can you lose a guy like Matthew Stafford, you know, midway through the season and, you know, just, just recover for it? We asked Patricia about it, and it's like, you know, you, you always try to prepare for that. Yeah. You know, you, you try to prepare for that in OTAs and, you know, mini camps and obviously in training camp. But, like, you really never know until that guy starts taking snaps for you. And, and they've learned the hard way. You know, the, Jeff Driscoll, uh, the former Gators uh, mm-hmm. quarterback, and obviously with, with – uh, Blah, blah. Blah. <laughs> is, I got you doing it. Blah. Is, is, is um, you know, they're down to their number three guy. And, you know, sometimes you're just, you just don't have the, the enough depth to survive that kind of stuff, especially when you've leaned on, on the big arm of, of a guy like Stafford for, for so long. So, um, but like I said, I, I think you, you're, you're in a situation here where, uh, you know, even though, you know, there's no playoffs at stake here for either one of these teams, there's still a lot to play for in terms of building for next year, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows what kind of changes you know could could, could come now, about? Patricia may not in, be building in, for next in, right, year in yeah. Detroit because right. their record doesn't look good. And when you look at, at the, the the piling of losses, that doesn't speak well for an organization or franchise moving forward. Yeah, but but they do have the opportunity for three games to make it make it work. You know, they, they can. can they can start to spin this. So yeah. they obviously have a lot to play for. Playing at home, you know, obviously playing through a lot of injuries, and and they see they do see that the Bucks are banged up too. So. Um, you know, I think it'll be an interesting game. You know, there's no way that, you know, the Bucks have played these games close. You know, all their mm-hmm. wins have, you know, they're not blowing teams out, um, but they are getting starting to get wins. So, uh, you know, but, you know, just like in the same vein, you know, the Bucks can start rattling these things off. You know, we four weeks ago we talked about this and we said maybe they can win out, you know. And, you know, when you look at – you know what the the tie with the tires the lions are mm-hmm. when you look at you know a, a texans team that got you waxed know, by waxed denver. by denver last yeah. week and has a and tough the, game with tennessee and then one right, after that right and then obviously tennessee. ending up with the falcons a team mm-hmm. that that you know could see a lot of changes as well in the offseason you know it's it's not out of the realm now and it's and, and it's actually entirely possible to see this team went out and and and, and salvage of what would End up being a a what nine and seven season. Crazy to think, and uh, the Lions are three nine and one. So um, that's sort of the year that they've had. Um, you know, Jameis Winston. It always the talk always centers around him. That that's sort of I've had more calls from people wanting to know about their fantasy teams. <laughs> yes, folks, we have no clue as we do this. But I would say you're safe if you start them. Um, if it's the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. But Jameis is a big, you know, big fantasy draw with the numbers that he can put up. Uh, however, you know, he's got a broken thumb. So, you know, at any point, if he hits a helmet or gets hit, um, the soreness could come back. That's why he's not throwing this week, because after the adrenaline died off on, on Monday morning, he felt sore. They, they had it checked out. He can't do further damage unless he were to get hit anyway. Um, but that means that one heartbeat away is Ryan Griffin. And God bless him. Uh, it, it was. It will never be remembered except perhaps by the Griffin family. But you know, last week when uh, Jameis couldn't answer the bell to start the second half, 
This guy who was 30 years old in 21 days finally got to play in a regular season NFL game, and it wasn't long. He was there out there for about two minutes and 29 seconds of game time, but he did complete two of his four passes for 18 yards. He did throw a pass for a first down. But the biggest thing is he got to play. I mean, it's, it, it's still today one of the most amazing stories to me that a guy can be in the NFL for, for almost seven years, six and three-quarter years, make over $5 million. you got to be good enough for them to pay you that kind of money. They wouldn't pay me to do it, but never get a chance. It's so great, I think, that, that Griffin got to play. And look, talking to Bruce Arians, he doesn't seem to have a problem if he has to play him. He still thinks he could go out there and do a really good job. Yeah, and he's taken the first team snaps, obviously, in practice the past right, which is huge. the first few right. days, and, yeah. and, and that's huge. You Some know, he's like, not not all right. year. He hasn't right. done that all year, yeah. and, and that's something that, you know, now he's experienced the speed of actually being in a game, yeah. and now he's taking the rep. So it's like you, – he's, he's as prepared you, as right, he can he's, be. He's as prepared as he can be, and and, mm-hmm. and it's it's that move that you want to see from a guy who hasn't had the experience that, mm-hmm. that, that he hasn't had. And like you said, I mean, we've, we've, we've run the Moonlight Graham, you know, reference, reference yeah. through, through a lot, but it's, you know, now – you know, you can't duplicate that. You can't duplicate the experience of playing in a game. You can't duplicate having some level of success. And whether it's a third down conversion mm-hmm. in, in, in the third quarter of a week four. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Team game or not, that's what it is. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, that's success that you didn't have, you know, coming into that, that day. So, um, you know, and, and you talk to Griffin, and he's, he's low-key about everything. He's almost but. embarrassed by it, and I don't know why, um, he, but he is reticent to talk about it. And he was like, hey, it felt as – he goes – but he did acknowledge. He goes, look, I'm glad that's over. Right, but it is cool to see some of this stuff. You know, when yeah. – we, we, we talk so much to the veterans and, and, and stuff about some of the accomplishments, some of the adversity that they go through. But They were know, excited but, for him. But they were excited for him. You know, the, I think Chris Godwin told me earlier in the week, he said, you know, when I saw Justin Watson catch that touchdown pass, I was – I might have been more happy for him than, than any of my touchdowns this year. Yeah. You know, so, so these guys, you know, th- this is, and this is a good thing to start seeing, like, from this angle, in, mm-hmm. in our perspective of covering this team, is that, you know, you're starting to see that gelling. You know, you're starting to see, you know, guys are happy for other guys. They root when, for each other, when, yeah. when, they're, when, when they're accomplishing things. Because, you know, Justin Watson had to, sat next to Chris Godwin in, in, the, in the receiver's room. He took notes, just like Chris Godwin knew it is, and he waited for his opportunity, just like Ryan Griffin did sitting next to, to Jameis Winston. So, you know, most good teams have to deal with some kind of guy stepping up oh, in yeah. big roles. You know, like Look what happened you know, this year in New Orleans. Right, I mean, that, yeah. you, and, and we've seen it with good teams. So mm-hmm. when you see that kind of, you know, this team's not going to the playoffs, but when you see that kind of build, uh, you know, building and growth from – you know, certain guys who maybe you didn't expect that from, and you see the other guys happy for them because they know that they put in that work to deserve it. Um, like, I, I think that's something that, that can't be really overlooked because, um, like you said, you know, good teams have to go through that, and good teams do pre- preserve, uh, preserve, persevere over that. And, um, you know, we, we've, seen, uh, we've seen a couple of, of, of instances in that 
over the past couple of weeks with guys like Ryan Griffin, with guys like Justin Watson, who yeah. you know all of a sudden they've they've needed them. This is well, a case of need, and it's their dream too, right? I mean, these are the, still the best guys in the world. They, I've always said this: they don't just hand out fifty-three uniforms to anybody. Right. Like, like there are millions of players, literally, and guys playing in what is now going to be other leagues, the AAF that's folded or this league coming up uh, soon. Um, that would would give anything to have these opportunities. So yeah. when they do get their dream, um, they have to be prepared. And they went out and they performed. You know, uh, Winston. I, we talked to I talked to him about it, and and he was uh, we got him on the podium this week, um, and he said, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I wanted to go out there and play, I looked out there and said, wow, Ryan's out there. Cool, he got his first snap. Look, he made his first completion, and, right. and he got his first first down. So he was excited for him as well. Speaking of Winston, which every Bucks podcast article uh, spot on television eventually gets to, um, I, I expect him to play again. He's, he's you know playing with a broken thumb. People ask me all the time, like, you know, do you think they've made up their mind? Do you think... Uh, what what do these three games matter? Why would you put him out there? Why would Winston's agent, father, family want him to go out there and potentially not play well because of this injury? Of course, the answer to that is he's the starting quarterback, and if you leave it up to Jameis, he just loves to compete and wants to be out there every day. And, I, and again, I do expect him to play. Um, I think every game matters. And, you know, and I also believe that just like there's a debate outside this building – I mean, you literally can talk to 10 people and get five different opinions or 100 people and get 50 different opinions, right, about Jameis. He's that polarizing. What do you do with him for 2020? I think it's that way across the board in this building as well. Now, ultimately, the owners will be the ones that decide, and they have an emotional attachment, but they'll listen to Bruce Arians and they'll listen to Leftwich and, and Clyde Christensen and those guys and Jason Light as to what they should do. Um, but the debate is interesting. I, I, you know, I talked to some. I've talked to some people. Brett Favre came out and had some things to say this week, and said he thinks he has such a tremendous upside that you have to ride it out. He was a guy that threw a lot of interceptions early in his career. You know, uh, when they would layer the routes, you know, deep middle, short, he would always want to take the big shots down the field. He had to learn sort of how to do that. And every week we talk to Jameis, and every week he says, "I got to work on protecting the football." Here's where I think you run into trouble as an organization, and, and, and uh, Dan Arbolowski said this to me, and others have talked about it, is that, um, you know, you can tell your other, all the other players that the football is really important, but if one guy is the guy going out predominantly turning it over, how does the other guys buy into that? In other words, you know, if you're Dari and Goombawale, now you're not handling the ball every play. And then the other thing is, do you really – is it just the fear of the unknown? Is fear of not being able to replace a guy like that because you're picking later in the draft or you don't like the free agent crop, is that a reason to stick with Jameis Winston if he's going to keep turning the ball over? I think ultimately he probably ends up back here next year, if you, know, if, if you ask me, but we're a long way from March. Um, I, am I wrong? I mean, I, if he goes out and plays well these three weeks and they win even – even two of these games, but certainly if they win all three, that's six in a row. That's right. seven out of eight. You're nine and three. Um, if he throws 11 touchdowns and three interceptions in that time, so be it. But if, if you reverse that and he has another two or three, three interception games, that's a different picture to me. I think it matters. Right. I, I think the, the one of the big things that matters is, is how how you end. You know, and James has been a good closer finisher. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's over, over the course of his career, he's shown that. And, he has. You know, but – 
and and, and you, there's different reasons for that. We we've all you know written and read about that, but um, you know he has a he has a great opportunity the next three weeks, and it starts in Detroit. And he, mm-hmm. That's a team that doesn't get that doesn't uh, have that many takeaways, especially in their secondary. Right. So you go into that game knowing that you go yeah. into that game knowing like you know what you know, I I can I can do this a little bit differently than maybe the Colts who had you know Darius Leonard like you know just all over everything that Jameis was doing in the in the first half you know um, or against other teams that maybe have approached his his first first throw first pass attempts first yeah. series everything like that and, and kind of have some kind of plan for him as, as we've seen over the course of the season. But, you know, I think you can go into this game looking at it and saying, like, you know. He should have he, a good he day. He should have a mistake-free game. Like, well, I, to, to be, I mean, and mistake-free, maybe that's maybe that's a, a loaded term. But, you know, and, and this is something that they came out of this Colts game with a new uh, kind of idea of is that, you know, he can make these mistakes and they can still figure out a way to win. Now, yeah. he's not going to throw for 456 yards every game and he's not going to have those kind of games every game. But but it starts somewhere, right? It starts mm-hmm. with overcoming those early deficits and still being able to pull out a win. Um, like I said, that's not necessarily sustainable. We, we've had guys write about that too. But, you know, still, I, I do think that the wins matter. I think underlyingly... Absolutely. Under, underlyingly, when, when you evaluate Jameis Winston and when you evaluate... You know whether he is the guy moving forward. The big question, and I've said this the past few weeks, is can you win with him? You know, and and, and that's and that's the big thing. So, if, if like you said, if they keep riding this momentum and, and they end the season nine and seven after starting what two and six or yeah. or whatever it was, um, you know, how can you know you're you're where you want to be? You're going in the direction you're you want to go. You're definitely moving the right way. And and and, and you know you you Favre said this. It's like you know you you kind of have to find a way to. To deal with that, you know, right. the, the 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 uh you know the 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 negatives when you're winning games, you know, and, and he's and he might be one of the best examples of it because he threw the ball away a lot, but the Packers won a lot of games and Super Bowls with him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, it is interesting. Like I said, I I think that's you know that's kind of the 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 main thing you've got to look at here because you can look at you can look at Jameis Winston in so many ways, whether it's the numbers, whether it's you know what his teammates say about him. Whether his it's, upside, what, what you see about him, his age. Mm-hmm. You know the you know, like I said, the gaudy passing numbers, and you know there's so many ways to dissect it. But I, I really think that when you comes down to it, if this guy finished this stretch with you know six straight wins, like how can you not? How can you not bring him back? Well, and, and ultimately, like I said, I, if, if you if you force me to, to to pick a side, I would think that uh, not what I would do, but that the Bucks are more likely to bring him back than not. But let me just say this: I mean, the guy, he could literally, and I think this may happen, he could lead the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns and interceptions. Think about that. I mean, that is crazy, right? So let's so numbers are not his problem. Like he will always have big passing numbers, in part because he gets behind and throws it fifty yeah, times a game. Absolutely. But regardless, he'll always have big pass. He, the talent is undeniable. Okay, here's the thing, and and somebody said this to me, is that you don't get paid to put up numbers. No, you don't. Nobody pays you to put up numbers. <clears throat> now, winning, okay. There's guys in the Hall of Fame that had five hundred records or worse, right? So so winning is not necessarily based on who you play for. or you know, I think Eli Manning's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's going to have or has a 500 record, but he has two Super Bowl MVPs. So there was winning Super Bowls, which is the right. ultimate goal, and then there's winning. Okay, so you, you talk about that. You don't even get paid, in my opinion, to make plays. Like, 
you get paid to make decisions. You get paid to make good decisions at quarterback because you're handling the ball on every single play. And that's the part that gets Jameis Winston. You know, uh, Orlovsky said to me, he goes, look, I'm, I could make 60 great throws in a game, but the five that separate me and the guy that, that plays every day because I was a backup, the reason – he said one time a coach told me, you know, the reason you don't, you're not a starter in this league is because there are five decisions, not throws, yeah. but five decisions that you can't consistently make under pressure, and those other guys can't. And that's what's going to get Jameis Winston. It's not his talent. His talent is undeniable, Right. But it's, it's the decisions. And, and yet, everybody's prone to do this. You, you're going to write about it. that They find a Hall of Fame player, whether it's Brett Favre or Peyton Manning, whose numbers are incredibly similar after five years, and they say, but what if he's that guy? What about, hey, this guy did this too. But the problem is, we know what happened to Peyton Manning. Right. <laughs> right. You know? And can we we, all, we can also I would think find Blake Bortles or somebody who was on that trajectory that that didn't go that way. Right. I mean, and you know, we're looking at it from one slice in time, right? Yeah, exactly. And so the the the, all, the the thing that's that's un, undetermined is the path, you know, from right. there. So right. you know, we, we can look at Peyton, we can look at Jameis, we Bortles, wh- whoever we want to look at, you know, and, and 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 it's fun to do. It's fun to compare, sure. you know, this guy to that guy. And his defenders know. do it all the time. Right. And and so but, yeah, I mean, you, you never know. You never know. And a big part of it is, is what's around him. You know what I mean? And, sure. And, and, and for as, as much as, uh, you know, we talk about James, like, he's, he has great weapons. He does have great weapons. He, he does been, on offense. He has been gifted with great weapons on offense. Yeah. And, um, now, defensively, right. running the game, you know, like, they, they've not been very good. He's had to overcome a lot of points given up. So there's that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's – I mean, some of it is, is, you know, talk radio fodder to a certain degree. Some of it is – you know this notion. I mean, hopefully, what we're looking at when we look at that comparison to to Manning is something that's a little bit more has a little bit more depth to it because it is something that uh, you know people have been talking about all week. They since, have since that thing came out because and, and it's and it's 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 justifiable because those numbers are so so close. You know, down You're, to down yeah. to the pick sixes. You know what I mean? And that, <laughs> that's and, right. And that, that's amazing. Like I mean, it's, yeah. it's through thirteen games, the comparison between. The 19 Winston and the 01 Manning, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, it, it, quarterbacking is like you said, it is about decision making, mm-hmm. and 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 that person, it's like uh, you know, it's like a you know catcher in baseball or a pitcher in baseball. It's like a pitcher probably is more more accurate, but like that person dominates the effect of the game. Yep. So much, yep. you know, and, and everything they do affects the game, whether it's you know. Because you don't get that because you made this decision on third down. Now mm-hmm. you know you back up your defense or you throw a pick and that backs up the defense or you know everything you do impacts the game. And um, you know when when it comes to Winston, you know as as much as we talked about the decision making, like you know, and maybe I'm going to sound like a Winston Homer here, but I mean, like I do believe that when we break down some of these games, is you are seeing him make and, and his his interceptions are through the roof, right? But that he is making. Some decisions that are decisions that he hasn't made in the past, you know, throwing the ball, starting to ball, yeah. throwing the ball away a little mm-hmm. bit more. You know, I like the way that you know he's 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 used his feet a little bit more and and taken yards that the defenses have have given him when when they start playing zone or start you know crowding or clouding guys like like Evans and and uh, you know and, and Godwin. So um, I think you start to see some of that. That's not something that's necessary. Like the throw the pat the throwaway is an, an element that's not. Uh, you know, it's not you know, deterrent. You know, it's not something that 
that's uh, quantifiable, you know, because it, it, it counts. It actually counts against you, right? Because it counts. You don't get your, rewarded your, for your it. quarterback no. rating because it's an but, incomplete. But it can help you win. But it does help you win. So there's so many things when you look at numbers and versus you know decisions that are made to to help someone win a, to help a team win a game. And uh, you know, like I said, Winston, you know, you can break him down 80, 80 different ways, eighty to eight thousand ways. Yeah. And and, that, and that's kind of the, the the intrigue. You know, there's no doubt that the Jameis is an intriguing player because you know there's so many ways that you can. You know, break down his success, his failures, and you know, moving forward. Like I said, that that whole that whole comparison of, of Manning and him, it's yeah, sure, it's close, but it's where they go, where they go from here. And the irony is, is that Bruce Arians was there when Peyton Manning yeah. was a rookie, and Clyde Christensen uh, was there after uh, that that those five years when he put up those kind of numbers and and saw him come through it. And, and I, football was different back then as well. Let's not kid ourselves. You could actually kill a receiver over the middle of the field. So it made it a little tougher right. to, to post some of those numbers. So um, it's going to be an interesting week. The Bucks going for their fourth win in a row. Um, myself and Eduardo and Cena, of course, will be there from Detroit where it's supposed to snow, man. Detroit. I don't, know. I I don't love, have any snow gear. Love Detroit, Rick. You love, yeah. Love Detroit. Was that your favorite stop in the American League? Oh, love <laughs> Detroit, man. Detroit. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't get to feel full Detroit, man. No. I never got to go to Detroit in December, man. Oh, yeah, man. This is like, I can't wait for this trip, man. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be... Uh, Nothing yeah. like downtown. Yeah, make sure you bring your jacket. Woo. Make sure... A long uh, underwear this trip. Yeah, this is going to be a good... Oh, I love, love Detroit. And I'm a guy... I'm from Baltimore. And I love there, – There's actually love some – I will say this. In Michigan, and especially northern Michigan, like if you don't stay in the Detroit metro area, if you will, um, but there are places, I think it's Birmingham perhaps. It's like yeah, a really nice um, – we used to stay at out in Troy. I stayed in Livonia. There's all kinds of suburbs out there in uh, Michigan, but that's oh, where but, we'll be. Buddy Cop, we're going to go across the bridge, man. We're going to go – To Canada? We're going to go across the river. We're going to go over to Windsor. I can bring we're my gonna, passport then. Yeah, bring your passport because we're going to get over there. We might hit wow. The, hit, hit the, the casino hit action? The Caesars over there. It's going to be a great – like, oh, my God, I can't – it's going to be – I cannot <laughs> wait to go to Detroit. It's going to be – it's going to be amazing. One of the big Greek towns as well. I should, yeah, absolutely. should bring my wife as, as well. So that's where we'll be. Uh, we'll talk to you again on this podcast on Monday to see how the Bucks fare against the Detroit Lions and whether Jameis Winston's able to play the entire game. For Eduardo Encina and producer Steve Erstink, I'm Rick Stroud. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.